Chapters fifty two through fifty six of Out of the Shadow by Rose Gollop Cohen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter fifty two. My education, if it can be so called, began in the following manner and continued in the same painful, unsystematic way all through the years. Self consciousness and timidity were a hindrance, and I was always ashamed of showing my ignorance. But we were all ashamed of showing our ignorance a girl who could not read and write would do anything to hide it we were as much ashamed of it as we were of our poverty indeed to show one was to show the other they seemed inseparable my education then began in this wise an informal talk was to be given on shakespeare at the nurse's settlement and miss wald or miss brewster i do not remember which urged me to come and i promised the lecture was in the sitting-room in the east broadway house from the doorway i saw about half a dozen women of the type that we looked upon as teachers sitting in easy chairs and discoursing in low tones and at a little table on which there was a shaded lamp one woman sat with some papers before her as i took in the atmosphere so foreign to me and the type of people i was at once sorry that i had come and i glanced into the corners for an inconspicuous seat when an overkind lady came over and fairly forced me into a chair at the little table right opposite the lecturer and put a volume in my hands i felt the light full upon me it was on my hands it shone on my lap it seemed to shine right into me showing my ignorance the evening passed in perfect misery and i heard little more than a buzzing of voices with every now and then such words as shakespeare plays new edition old edition a later edition and then you can get it in the library i breathed with relief only when i came out into the street but by then i was glad that i had gone and glad that i had remained and now as usual after it was all over the things i had seen and heard came back to me distinctly and i reflected over them shakespeare this was an old friend i remembered the men in mr cohen's shop discussing shakespeare's plays evidently shakespeare wrote that book that had been in my lap i felt proud of this new knowledge and i walked home with a feeling of superiority over myself of the day before i do not know how but it was now that i found that there were such things as free libraries and i joined the one at the educational alliance i felt greatly awed when i looked around from my place in the line to the librarian's desk and saw the shelves and shelves of books and the stream of people hastening in and out with books under their arms nevertheless i held my head high couldn't i read now and if i could read the whole world of knowledge was open to me so i imagined when my turn came at the desk i said to the librarian please give me the best thing that shakespeare wrote she looked at me questioningly do you want his plays i reflected the word play suddenly suggested to me entertainment and i wanted something serious is that the best i asked she shrugged and smiled a little she was a pretty jewish american girl i don't know which is his best she said it surprised me to hear her acknowledge her ignorance so frankly she asked again do you want his life i thought the story of a person's life must be interesting but no doubt it was hard to understand perhaps i had better begin with a play a play i said which any she brought me a volume and when i was out in the hall and alone i stopped and read the name slowly julius caesar i pored and pored over my book for two weeks i put it away and went to it again and tried to understand it 
but all i could get out of it were words here and there i could not get any meaning out of any of it i felt heart-sore and humiliated i think it was then that i fully realized how little i knew how ignorant i was i decided to be guided by the librarian her frank acknowledgment that she did not know which of shakespeare's plays was the best made a deep impression on me and i decided that i too would be frank with her the next time i stood before her desk i said to her i can read just a little and i do not understand much will you give me a book any book like for a child she brought me little women chapter fifty three father did not take kindly to my reading how could he he saw that i took less and less interest in the home that i was more dreamy that i kept more to myself evidently reading and running about and listening to speeches as he called it was not doing me any good but what father feared most was that now i was mingling so much with gentiles and reading gentile books i would wander away from the jewish faith this fear caused great trouble and a misunderstanding between us of that period this is the first outbreak i recall one day my brother the one who had once dreamed of becoming a great rabbi and who was still very religious on looking through my library book found the word christ at once he took the book to father and pointed out the offending word father became terribly angry then his fears were well founded i must be reading about christ he caught up the book and flung it out of the window and when i looked out and saw the covers torn off and the pages lying scattered in the yard i turned into a perfect fury as on one or two other occasions in my life i wept aloud that i had a right to know to learn to understand i wept bitterly that i was horribly ignorant that i had been put into the world but had been denied a chance to learn father and mother stood staring at me wild talk they said surely and no one was more surprised at it than i myself i could not have told when these thoughts first began whom i was blaming who was to blame after this there were long periods when father and i did not talk to each other but little by little as the weeks were passing i was again becoming quieter and more submissive again my health was breaking down and at the end of two months i was almost in the same condition as before i left for the hospital and i was again falling into despondency and indifference about this time the doctor from the hospital surprised us with a visit and when he saw that i was again run down he told me to come to the hospital and rest come whenever you feel ill he said and so before long i was back once more during the weeks when i had again grown so pale father was gentler and kinder to me he was not home when i was starting off but mother and the children stood at the window and watched me go mother's face was so full of sorrow and i too wept but this time i was glad to go from home chapter fifty four the winter was divided between the hospital and the shop when i was well i worked when i felt sick i went to the hospital and here was my chance i was hearing good english i was reading and with the trait of my race for adaptability i was quickly learning the ways of this country but at home and in the shop life became harder and harder once or twice i tried other work i tried domestic service again i went to take care of a baby and a house but my mistress found it more profitable to put me to sell newspapers at the newsstand which she kept it was near a saloon in a wretched neighborhood and i soon left it 
the second place was good but here i had to light the fire on the sabbath now i was no longer pious i observed very few of the rites but there were some of the laws that i could not break to obey them seemed bred in the bone while i was in the hospital of course i ate the meat that was there but i was conscious all the time that i was eating trafe meat and to touch fire on the sabbath i could not bear then too besides when i was leaving for this place of service mother begged me not to break the sabbath in her own words i would rather walk barefooted than that you should earn money while breaking the sabbath so i left this place too then i went to work for a tailor who was a member of father's society he told us he was working in a suit establishment on fifth avenue and thirty-eighth street the suits were valued from fifty dollars up and he needed a girl to help him with the lighter work pinking ruffles felling lining and so on here i went gladly i thought it is uptown and they are working on silks i pictured an ideal shop but i soon found that it was the same thing i saw finely fitted up offices beautiful sales-rooms and fitting-rooms but we the tailors were huddled together into the dark basement the men joked that we were pressed together like herring in a barrel the tailor who sat next to me once said that he was surprised at his own decency he wondered that he was not a worse animal than he was i soon left the shop in disgust one day when i was leaving the hospital after a lengthy stay there the doctor's friend said this will not do i can't imagine what those places are like where you work that you get run down so quickly she looked thoughtful for a few minutes then she added i am going to find you work myself she said this as though now she was going to settle the thing once and for all she took me into her carriage and we started i could not help smiling at this unusual and pleasant way of looking for a job on the way she explained to me that she would take me to the establishment where she was having her suits made she was a good customer and mr s would surely find work for me among his tailors the carriage stopped before a fine brownstone building but when i looked out my heart sank this was the place of fifth avenue where i had worked it did not even occur to me to tell her about this shop what was the use and what could i say to her what one heard in a shop i felt was not to be talked about to anybody especially to one who knew nothing about shops she left me in the carriage and went in to inquire while i sat and prayed that there might be no work for me when she returned she said that there would be work for me in a few days but i never went to this place for little by little i became indifferent to work altogether at least to the kind of work that was within my reach what with the long periods of idleness after each job the months of inactivity in the hospital the natural apathy due to the illness the miserable conditions in the shops i lost all taste for work i lost my pride of independence i lost my spirit chapter fifty five in the spring a year from the time when i first went to the hospital my health was poorer than ever and my friends there began to look upon me as a problem and finally to send me to various institutions for recuperation the illness had procured me that freedom from home from which i had longed but though i was so free now less than ever my destiny seemed in my own hands the illness and my friends seemed to steer it and i did meekly whatever i was told i asked no questions i offered no resistance at first as to the hospital i carried a change of clothing wherever i went but i soon realized that i did not need it we were provided 
in some of the institutions we wore blue in some grey in others checks or stripes in some of the places my companions were old in some young in others mixed and when i put on my wrapper i felt that i became a part of the rest of the dependents a part of the house a part of all that i saw about me this troubled me but little by little i became used to it chapter fifty six when the warm weather came i was to go to a place in the country called white birch farm i was in the hospital when the doctor's friend told me about it and also that she was sending out another girl irene who was not strong and that i must be friends with her and take care of her then one day just as i was leaving the hospital i was called to the office to see the doctor he said in his cheerful kind manner you are going to the country and i think this will take you to grand central and he pressed a half dollar into my hand after this i neither saw nor heard and scarcely knew how i left the building when i was outside i stood still in my hand was the half dollar the first direct gift of charity to myself my face burned i can refuse it i thought i can take it right back but then i must refuse everything else the help the going away and going away had become a necessity i could no longer stand the mournful looks at home and i was by now used to having a bed all to myself when i reached home and told them that i was going away mother cried bitterly what would be the end of all this going away of staying away from my own people what would it lead to the next day at grand central i was met by a lady with her was irene and when we took our seats in the train i realized that i was going further away from home than i had yet been End of chapter 56